Welcome to Delivered Life Ministries, The Call. This podcast is designed specifically so you will learn how to use God's biblical strategies and spiritual warfare and to pray effectively using spiritual weapons he's given you to pull down strongholds in your life and take victory over Satan's devices. We invite you to be saved, be immersed in scripture, be encouraged, be uplifted, be empowered, be combat ready for spiritual warfare so that you will be free. You will now be connected to the podcast already in progress. Well, 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 well. Um, Happy New Year. It has been very, very interesting, uh, interesting start to the new year, hasn't it? Um, I mean, who, who we, we came into the new year with great promise and great excitement. And wow, um, if anybody has been if, if anybody has been paying attention to anything that's been going on um, within this past week, we've kind of uh, been really uh, uh, well, it's just been a whirlwind, a uh-huh. whirlwind of things in the first just the first nine days of the year. Um, it just, um, uh, just, it's just, uh, I mean, who would have, who would have expected, um, just the things that were just in, within the first week. And, um, I mean, and, and just, I mean, I was just, just for, it started off kind of, um, for me, I mean, yeah, it was, it was busy. Uh, work was busy, busier than ever. And, um, coming back to work, there were, uh, challenges to deal with just on the Tuesday that I came back to work, and so I mean, so I, for me, I, I we I had it on had it on that front, and challenges to deal with just coming back and different I just different things going on, different shifts and different uh, movements and being in a you know uh not only a lead position or even a and and a managerial position had to do had to had to deal with some things on both fronts um for me this week and um just so many things happening and and um you know even as recent as this past wednesday you know uh, you know me being still kind of locked in and all the work that's been happening kind of was not really keyed into you know what really was happening in the news um and it wasn't until an afternoon meeting um well yeah it was an afternoon meeting that i had with uh, one of the government personnel and uh, you know at towards the end of the meeting he you know kind of mentioned to me and just said hey you know had you been paying attention to what's going on I'm like, well no i've been working you know, so I, you know, I, I've been was knee deep in a whole lot of stuff throughout the day, and he's like, well, you know, he he said, well, they've overrun the Capitol building. I said, huh? Is it you ain't seeing it? You, he said you didn't see it. You you not watching all the news? I said, well, no, I don't I don't have a TV in my office, um, so I, I wasn't really paying attention to anything. I said the last thing I had seen, you know, they. You know, I was looking at them counting the votes and that was the last thing I knew. But um, and I think during that same time, Lori was out doing her runs. I think she had some medical appointments and things of that nature. Yeah. And so I would kind of hear bits and pieces of things. And um, and um, yeah, I was a little taken back. Yeah. So she came in the house and. 
um, you know, she had said something about I had to talk to you or something, or I got to I got to show you something or something she had said to me. So I'm like, I knew. Okay, I said, okay, well, what else could be happening now? Because it was in a tone of where there was some, you know, where how she does, you know, how well. I mean, those who know Lori, she has that concerned tone. Um, so I was like, okay, uh, what what else now is, is going on? So um, so I was just that expectation is just okay. Well, something something she's concerned about, and it was it was this. It was the um, the events happening downtown um, at the Capitol, and so you know I know all of all of everyone has seen you know what's been happening. What has happened, and you know, of course, every news media outlet, um, you know, of course, they they have to have their over dramatized um, and over sensualized, sensualized and melodramatic narrative to everything to make it just go over the top of how horrible, how horrible everything and how terrible everything was, and you know, you're hearing their side side of how side of thing of of, of you know how this could never happen again in the U.S. Um, and unquestionably, um, what happened Wednesday um, was it was an act of um, domestic terrorism. Um, it was a, it was an act of domestic terrorism. And it's coming from, you know, um, this looking at it from my military eyes um, and coming from that background that you know, that exactly that was exactly what it was, um, you know, from a group of adults, individuals um, who made a conscious decision on their own to uh, uh, storm and terrorize the Capitol building. Um, they knew, I mean, and, th- and this is this is this is my opinion. And um, and, and, and it's coming from a standpoint of. You know, it, it is my opinion, and it's coming from one. Understand that it's coming from a military background. It's coming from a background where I grew up in a military family, and so in my 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 opinion and my uh, uh, reasoning may not line up with yours. Um, you may have a little, uh, you may have a little different swing on 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 how you thought about it, but. Um, the way I see it, each and every person is accountable for what they do and say. Um, and um, they knew those people knew right from wrong. Um, no one made them do it. No one held a gun to their head. Um, and, you know, so no one really made them do it. They're, these are 20 something. These are 30 something, 40 something, 50 something, 60 something year old people who are got their own mind and can and know right from wrong. I mean, what are they, six? You know, uh, it, no one said, hey, you know, you you got to you got to do this. They came. They came with an agenda. Um, I mean, how do you know they came with agenda? Well, some people showed up with Molotov cocktails. Some people showed up with automatic handguns and 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 weapons already so that means that you had an intent already to go there so no one made you you had an intent to do that before you got there um and so you know these individuals these individuals are accountable they 
they need to be held accountable to what they did um, without placing blame on someone else. Um, you did it. You 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 made a decision to do it. Um, and so, you know, just, you know, in this first week, you know, we've had domestic terrorism down the Capitol building. We've had increasing you know, COVID deaths. Um, now there's a second variant that we that we had heard about in the UK. And just as of yesterday, I, I heard that there was another variant um, in the United States. So we're catching it on, which is supposed to be more fifty percent more contagious than than uh, than what's already out there now, um, and so we're we're hearing all of these things. Uh, we're hearing all these different things, um, and also too, in addition to that, and how slow the vaccine is being distributed. And now there's being confusion as to how they want to distribute it. Now that they've got the first run of folks um, vaccinated, they're still kind of, okay, well, now do we just uh, switch up and just give everybody the first round and, 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 and kind of changing up the, the procedure a little bit. So where people are going to run late now get in their second round of, of shots who, whoever, who have already received it. So, I, you know, there's a lot of confusion on that front and people really don't know what to do. And certainly, um, it is, it sounds like that there, you know, it looks and it feels as though we're in perilous, uh, perilous times. Um, and so my, you know, even with all of this going on and the, the narrative and the, the narrative going on through the media, um, and wanted to kind of spin people's opinions as to how they should think and move and act. Um, the question kind of came up through kind of Wednesday night um, to, to say, hey, you know, what is my Christian mindset like? You know, I had to shut the television off. I had to go into a different room. It got so bad. I just said, you know what? This is messing up my mindset. I can you can feel with so much opinions and so much uh, uh, sway and bias and things of that nature. It was causing you can just feel like, OK, it was just the, 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 the message just being thrown out was causing you to just to, to think a different way and to move a different way. And I had to take a step back and say, you know what? What is my Christian mindset like? Um, because it was so disturbing, I had to, like I said, I had to turn off the television. I had to turn, I had to go into a different room. I had to go into a different space and talk to my father. I had to talk to my God to just so that I can get my mind, all that, all the crap that was going on out of my mind, out of that, out of my mind and get it cleared up. You know, um, I had to go to a space where it was quiet. I had to go to the word of God. I had to go to some things to to kind of realign myself and my strength um, with 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 my relationship and, and things of that nature. So I, I had to adjust those things. I had to get that dirt and that stuff out of my head um, that I was hearing and and, and 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 start seeing some things where, you know, kind of realign myself and seeing some things where God has 
said um, was going to happen. And so the question that I heard was, was, you know, hey, what is your mindset? What is your Christian mindset? Um, What do you know, what do we as Christians in perilous times, um, what do we do? You know, how do we make it through? Um, you know, these times will come. The, we're going to have um, situations and things happen throughout the world in our back door, in our daily lives um, that's going to challenge us, that's going to um, push us through perilous times. These times will come. Um, it was pro- it's been prophesied. Um, it's been spoken about that perilous times will come and there are some answers as to what we should be doing as believers and how we should be making it how what we should be applying through times such as these not so that we can uh, buy into the narrative that the media throws out there and uh, the mindset that the world will be thrown into because you know to them you know, to, to everyone else, oh, the world is falling apart. And um, how can these things be? And um, we should never have these things happen in the United States of America. And, you know, not, this should never happen ever, ever, ever again. Um, my, my Bible says perilous times are going to come. Um, and so which means that we need to be expecting that these things are going to happen and not that, you know, these things are going to slow down, especially the day and age that we're in. But there's going to be a pickup, a ramp up of frequency of things. And it's, you know, we all well know that that we know that the, the word of God talks about that. These things that are we're going to see. And it, we, we, we've talked to Matthew, you know, Matthew chapter 24 that, hey, when we start seeing these types of things, Christ said, it's not yet the end. It's not the end. It's the beginning. And it's the beginning of birth pain. So he's preparing us and he was preparing his disciples then that, hey, you know, we're to be expecting uh, things to happen. And but there's a there's there's a pro, there's a protocol that we need to follow. There's we shouldn't be caught by surprise by what we're seeing and what we're going to see. Um, I know I've heard I know I've heard people talk about the new um, getting back to the normal and getting back to the new normal. What if this is our new normal? What if life now, as we know it, has changed forever and we don't see on this earth those things back to where we used to see? What if we're seeing more frequency uh, in the news and the ramp up in the United States? For a long time, we've had such a comfort level of, I would say, peace and a way to move. And our life has, you know, been kind of you know, great and hunky dory. We didn't have to worry about some of the things in some of the other nations of the world. But what if there's a shifting 
in the United States? What if there's a shifting in our normal way of living? How do we respond? How are we supposed to live now? You know, our life as we know it may be be changed forever. So, you know, we're expecting something to to go back and maybe this is the progression forward. Um, And as we've been, as you've been hearing over the past few weeks, Lord, I've been speaking and talking about the the times that we're in and how we're living in the in the end time, the end timing, meaning that is the end time of human rule and now the beginning of God's rule on earth. There's a shifting going on in the earth. There's something happening. There's a shakeup that's going throughout the earth. And so we've been given a way to live. We've been given examples. Um, we look at Second Timothy um, chapter 3, verse 1 through 4 and um, as one of our as one of our clues um, this is why none of this should catch the things happening right now should catch us by surprise. Do you have it, Lori? Or yes. I can read it. Hmm? Yes. Um, Second Timothy chapter 3 starting at verse 1 but realize this that in the last days, difficult times will come for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, Malicious gossips without self-control, brooders, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. See, in perilous times, there's no such. So we see that. Um. Right here, uh, Apostle Paul was talking and he was talking and talking to Timothy and said, look, hey, we're going to terrible terrible times are are, are going to come or going to be here. You know, we're going to see these things happen. And certainly. We're seeing this played out right now. Yeah. We're seeing it played out right now. Um. And even more so. I mean, even I mean, it's even more demonstrative. Um, you used to see those things maybe a little bit in secret, but now they're so demonstrative. Now it's almost as though, you know, I don't care who sees me. I mean, take a look. Um, you know what happened at the Capitol? They had to know that there was some cameras in there. They had to know that they were going to get caught on camera um, and get seen. But look how demonstrative it was. They didn't seem to care one one iota. You know, um, just uh, I mean, just just uh, well, I, I could just say no better say just 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 it was it was just bad, just bad. I'm going to tailor my word <laughs> to a very simple one. Um, but in perilous times, there, there there's no such thing as 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 a silent Christian or 
believers in secret or undercover Christians. Um, every Christian on this earth, every believer on this earth has a job to do. Um, Matthew 28, uh, 19 through 20 states. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now that is our, that is our commission. That's our job that we have to be doing. So when even in perilous times, uh, we don't stop. We don't forget our commission. We don't forget, you know, what we're here uh, to do. Um, what do Christians do in perilous times? Um, your most powerful weapon, um, weapons, I should say, are prayer and fasting. Um, you can get more things done um, this way than any other weapon that you have, you know, whether it be physical uh, mental, spiritual, you can move the world on a prayer. Um, this is the Christian mindset that I'm talking about. Um, there are different types. There are even there are different types of prayers that 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 they get results. And most most people most people only know one of two ways to pray. Um, but there are several different ways of prayer. There's several different types of prayer. Um, that we use and, and, and we'll probably teach on this in the future, um, these different types of prayer, but there prayer in itself, um, uh, it, it moves, it can move mountains. It can move and change situations. Um, we don't have to lose our head and we don't have to get caught up in the, in the media narrative of how bad things are. We're expecting that these things are going to happen. So it's really readying us and getting us prepared to say, yep. Uh, yeah, I see it. I know. And so it's like a call, like you said, that's part of my job. That's it's part of the, uh, I could just say it's part of the job, job description. We know that these things, these things are going to happen. And now we have a particular job to do. Um, we don't have to lose our head. We don't have to forget about our commission. Um, so how do we get through times like this? Um, there were Christians that have gone through times, you know, much worse than we're seeing today. You say, how can that be? Yeah. Yeah. We have examples, um, to look forward to like apostle Paul, you know, and, he said that we would have perilous times and and that he suffered persecution as well, but it didn't phase him. Second Timothy three and twelve says, um, "You want to read it?" Second mm-hmm. Timothy uh, chapter three verse twelve. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus. Will be persecuted. Will be persecuted. So persecution, perilous times. These are things that we need to be expecting to happen. See, religious persecution 
is the systematic mistreatment of an individual or group of individuals um, that and, 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 and as, as, as a response to their religious belief or affiliation um, or their la- or the lack thereof. So, you know, religious persecution is the systematic mistreatment of people or a group of people because of what they believe. Or how they live, living to what they believe. Um, things will come against us, so we can't lose our minds. We can't lose our heads. Um, you know, we can't run around thinking, "Oh, the world is ending today." You know, I, I don't know what to do. No, no, just calm down, trust in the Lord, have faith in Him, continue on our. Commission. Um, let's look at verse um, 13 in chapter 3, 2 uh, Timothy chapter 3. But evil men and imposters will proceed from bad to worse, mm-hmm. deceiving and being deceived. We're seeing that right now. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's drop down to uh, verse 14 and 15. You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of knowing from whom you have learned them and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. So it's important. That when we come, when it comes to perilous times to understand how we are supposed to live and how we're supposed to respond, um, what should Christians do? Well, we've got examples. Um, let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 and let's look at some of the examples of those who walked through perilous times and had, um, challenges and went through persecution, um, and we'll start. Let me go. Let me turn there myself. Uh, you have it, Lori. Are yes. you there before me? Yep, 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 yep. I'm <laughs> already <ahead>. there. <laughs> go ahead. And we're going to uh, Hebrews chapter 11, starting at verse 1. And I want you to pay attention to some of the things that she's reading that are pointed out. And you'll tell me when to, when to mm. stop or... I may. I may just okay. tell you where to stop if I All want right. to hold pause Here we for a go. second. Here we go. Here we go. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the men of old gained approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous, God testifying about his gifts, and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. Hold on a minute. Cain did what? By faith? Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice and he was killed. Huh. Persecution. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Keep going. 
Uh, verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death. And he was not found because God took him up. For he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. Hmm. Okay. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is hmm. and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Okay, pause for a minute. I've heard two significant things here since you've been reading. Number one, faith is the substance of things that are hopeful. Yeah. And the evidence of things that not are seen. not seen. Uh-huh. So faith is not fleeting but it's substantial enough to generate confidence it builds our confidence now faith is a substance of things that are hoped for and the evidence of things that are not seen so when you don't see things we have to exercise that are confident and that we have to have the confidence that those things will be answered. Those things that God will always bring us through, even though in perilous times, we may not see it happening. We may not see a way out, but because of faith and our faith in God, God would knowing God is always going to pull us through. Uh-huh. And now we drop down to where it says it's impossible to even please God if we don't have the faith. So we can't even we can't even please God if we don't have faith in Confidence and knowing that he's going to do what he says he's going to do and pull us through. Numbers, go. Let's look at another example. Verse seven. Mm-hmm. By faith, Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen, <laughs> in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his household, by which he condemned the world <laughs> and became an heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Hmm. Continue. By faith, Abraham, Hmm. when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive, even beyond the proper time of life, Mm -hmm. since she considered him faithful who had promised. Verse 12. Therefore, there was born even of one man and him as good as dead at that as many descendants as the stars of heaven in number and immeasurable as the sand which is by the seashore. Okay, look at Abraham's life. He had to leave a country that he knew of and go to some place that he had no idea he had to uproot his life and travel someplace and not knowing where he's not knowing where he's traveling, but only by the faith of God, him leading him to a place and in, and all of that. And in, in those travels and in those journeys, Sarah. In her old age. 
gave birth. And even with that was challenged again um, with 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 the son that was born. So all of these things by faith still moving forward, um, you know, having to live that life, um, not knowing and still going through what these were tests. These were we can probably say persecutions, types of persecutions, levels of testings, levels, levels of trials of, of testing of the faith mm-hmm. of their faith. Verse 13? 13. Yep. Verse 13. All these died in faith without receiving the promises, mm. but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. Hmm. For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. Verse 16. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac Hmm. and he who had received the promises was offering up his only begotten son. Hmm. It was he to whom it was said in Isaac, your descendants shall be called. Verse 19. He considered that God is able to raise people even from the dead, from which he also received him back as a type Hmm. by faith. Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, even regarding things to come. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the exodus of the sons of Israel and gave orders concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin Considering the approach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is unseen. Verse 28. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, so that he who destroyed the firstborn would not touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as though they were passing through dry land. And the Egyptians, when they attempted it, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the harlot, did not perish along with those who were disobedient. After she had welcomed the spies in peace. Verse 32, and what more shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, 
Japhatha of David and Samuel and the prophets who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword from weakness, were made strong, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrections and others were tortured, not accepting their release so that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others experienced mockings and scourgings. Yes, also chains and imprisonment. Verse 37, they were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, they were put to death with the sword, they went about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, men of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground, all these having gained approval through their faith did not receive what was promised because God had provided them something better so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. Wow. What are we going to do when we're going through? By faith. Faith in the word of God. When we pray and we ask God's will to be done, you know, when we pray, that's what we do. That's Christianity one one. We've got to expect that God's will, not ours, that God's will will be done. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. In perilous times, God will never fail us. We might fail him, but he will never fail us. You know, God knew what he knew what was going on. He knew that what happened down on Wednesday was going to happen. He knew who the president was going to be on January 20th. God knew that, you know, um, you know, COVID was coming. It didn't catch him off guard. It didn't catch him by surprise. God knew that there was going to be some economic inequality and things and uprising and things. It didn't catch him by surprise. Black Lives Matter didn't catch um, God by surprise. The, 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 you know, uh, 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 you know, if we walk by faith, God will bring us through each and every one of these things. When we have our relationship with God and we have faith in him, that's all we need. That's all we need. So what we do in perilous times You know, we have to fall on our knees. When we fall on our knees, we're taller than trees. I heard someone say, Um, and, 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 and that's where our power lies. You know, our battle itself, when we see these things happening in perilous times, it's not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Ephesians 6, 12 through 18. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, listen at this, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth 
and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith hmm. with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one hmm. and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hmm. Verse 18, with all prayer and petition, hmm. pray at all times hmm. in the spirit. Hmm. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness, the mystery of the gospel. The spirit realm is where we battle. The spirit realm is was where we battle. I'm 51 years old and I can't say that I've ever been persecuted. For my faith. I've never beaten. I've never been thrown in prison for the name of Jesus Christ. I've never been stoned, put in a rack and stretched or sawed in two or even killed with a sword. I haven't had to go through any of those things. I've had to endure some tough times, um, but not to the level of persecution for the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says we're going to be persecuted for his name. Mm -hmm. And we read a definition earlier about persecution. You know, we here in the West don't really know what it means to be persecuted for our faith. Folks, you know, we think persecution is on the level of yep, people talked about me. Um, we might lose a few friends here along the way. Family members may not talk to us um, anymore because of our faith. You know, that's maybe our level of persecution. But I received a letter or DLM received a letter um, through someone that was been following us um, from Pakistan. And it came this past Sunday and I want to share some of it, a little bit of it, just so that you can understand what is going on. He's a he's a Christian believer, but he lives in a country that does not uh, take kindly to Christianity. Today, I share with you a very dangerous news report information as your younger brother, servant of Christ from Pakistan. Do you know here in Pakistan, many Christian families are facing very, a very difficult time and a lot of uh, other religious problems like persecution, victimized, violence by Muslims. The Christians are, are the persecuted people in this world. In Pakistan, there are discriminatory and blasphemy laws that are totally against Christians. The Christian girls are kidnapped, converted to Islam, and are married to Muslim families, uh, m- married to Muslims forcibly. And this is not only in Pakistan, but in Saudi Arabia. Christians, uh, oh, 
Saudi Arabia does not allow Christians to build churches, um, worship or even or even visit some places. Some things are happening to Christians in countries like Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, Egypt, North Korea, etc. Do you know I'm willing to write you and also share with you uh, more about persecution of Christians in Pakistan? Point to think over here is how can Christian of Pakistan survive when Muslims don't let them do a government job, a private or own their own business, and a Christian and Christians are de- are deprived of high position in offices. Therefore, they are forced to do all menial jobs, like clerks and sweepers and white watchers, and all other low jobs like brick making and. Um, and, and captured by rich people to do whatever they want. The Christians can't get high ranks in army, Navy, Air Force, the police and other government sectors being run under their authority, which also rejects the Christian to get a suitable job. It is in the Constitution of Pakistan that high position shall only be by Muslims and of other religion, creed or caste and other way uh, to earning money because this kind of enmity by Muslims for Christians is commonplace in Pakistan. According to my report, minorities are not safe and are being persecuted most of the time in, in their country. And I'm just going to stop there. Uh, because he goes on for another couple paragraphs, but he was just sharing. So when we talk about persecution in perilous times, after hearing that letter of how Christians live in other countries and how they're treated in countries that don't receive them, um, gives a is it's a very stark contrast to what we believe here in the West. Um. There are things we're we are fortunate that we live in the United States of America and that we're able to worship freely. But if we don't, if we stay with God, as long as we're staying with God, I think that's that's going to that's going to be that's going to remain. But we as we move further and further away from God. The, we can allow these things just like this to happen in this country. Go ahead. Um, and I just wanted to mention, although you did not continue through the rest of <clears throat> the information that he was sharing, one thing um, he did ask is that we pray for the protection of those Christians mm-hmm. um, who um, are going through perilous times. Mm. Um Persecution and things of that nature, but he did ask um, that we pray for their protection. Hmm. So, you know, we're and we're talking about uh, perilous times, and 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 the Bible talks about that for a thousand, you know, for thousands of years that you know that we've that we've had. You know that that we're going to go through these times, but each time we've noticed that the patriots walk right through it. Um, 
what did they do? They buckled down. They stayed. Did they lose faith? No. They uh, uh, they they didn't raise up, throw up their hands and say the world is crashing, you know, on us. Nope. They had faith. They walked through it. They held on to the promises of the Lord and he brought them through it. So we can expect those things to happen um, as well. Um, but we're, we're talking about. Uh, um, well. We have a mindset we have you know in our mindset, I guess, too, here in the West where we live the, in, our, in the West the society that we're supposed to live this wonderful life as a Christian without. You know, we say stuff, we say that we're suffering, we say that we're persecution, that we're being persecuted. But compared to that letter, I don't think we I don't think any of us are going through any of that. Um, but so we kind of have a false sense of comfort level a little bit to think, oh, you know what? We're OK. Um, we don't you know, we don't have to go to those, those screams in 2021. 20, this is a new day. This is a new year. This is a well, a, a new day in life, I guess, that in 2021, we don't have to suffer those types of persecutions. But that's not what our Bible says. Second Timothy three and twelve, and I'll read. In fact, everyone who says this, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ, Jesus will be persecuted. Revelation six, nine through 11 says when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls that were slain because of the word of God and the testimony that 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 maintained. They called out in a loud voice. How long, sovereign Lord? holy and true until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood. Then each of them was given a white robe and they, they were told to wait a little longer until the full number of their fellow servants, their brothers and sisters were killed just as they had been. Second Corinthians chapter four, eight through 11 says, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus Christ so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. For we are alive and always being given over to death for Jesus sake so that this life may be revealed in our mortal body. I wanted there was something that happened and Lori pointed out to my attention and I just want her to share as we um, close out. Um, there was something that she had brought to my attention and I didn't see it um, on television on tape, but Lori saw it. And I want her to share a little bit about, and this happened to be regard what happened on Wednesday um, inside the Capitol building. So as, um, as, as, as Al had mentioned, I was out during the times when all these things were unfolding. But when I got home, I was able to see um, uh, the previous recordings of things that were taking place. And one thing that really stood out to me was as things were unfolding, there were several people that were on the upper level of the Capitol. And 
they were apparently they must have been told to lay down or get down for their safety. And so there was this one lawmaker, it was a woman. Um, and some of you may have, have, have noticed, had noticed it, but she had on this red suit and, um, I remember she was a lawmaker and, and as the cameras was kind of going back and forth her direction, I saw her and I could hear her. She was, um, she was in warfare. She was declaring and decreeing and she was down, but she was on her knees she was declaring, she was decreeing, she was using her hands and she was, she was pretty vocal. She was pretty vocal. I did not get to hear all that she was saying, but even in the madness and everything that was going on, she had her hands and she was moving them. Her mouth was going. And even from that distance from where somebody was recording, um, I could hear her her speaking, but she, yes, she was, she was praying before God. And some of the words that I did hear, I know that she was uh, a true Christian. Um, and, uh, she was, she was in warfare. She was in warfare. What do we do in times of persecution? What do we do in times that are perilous? This woman, mind you, the, the only woman that I saw or only person while everybody else was scattering, everybody else was ducking for cover. Everybody else was running for safety. She took her position on her knees, her position of power. And she used prayer, a specific type of prayer. She was not petitioning God. She was in warfare. Meaning she understood her God. She understood the power and authority she had. And in the spirit realm, she immediately went to battle. Everyone else was clearing the room. Ducking for safety. This woman, understanding her position in the midst of all the chaos and everything that was going on, risking knowing the cost to her which she could have lost her life right there in the midst. Went into position of power and took authority over the spirits and over and over all the principalities of the air and the spirits of darkness that was going on in the room. Everyone else seemed the people that was next to her kind of were looking, they were on the floor, but they certainly weren't praying. Right. They were kind of looking and saying, well, what, the, what in the world is she doing? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, but she was willing to say, God, I am your soldier. I am use me in the way that you would have me to use me. And regardless of the outcome, I'm still victorious. I'm still having victory. If I, my life is taken here, then I'm 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 going to be with you. So, but she's going to be she's going to stand before God, and she's going to give an account of that situation. Question: Are we willing to go that level for our faith? Are we are we willing to go to that extreme for our faith? That in times of persecution, in times of 
uh, perilous times, will we be willing to give the ultimate for our God? I think that's what God is looking for in us. We're here to make a difference. We're here to make a change. We're here to stand in the event of and those things of happening. So, I uh, I know that we're at the top of the hour. We're beyond the top of the hour by a minute. So I'm going to close. We're going to close out. Um, Will you be a willing vessel? This is what I hear God saying. Wow. Wow. Will you be a willing vessel? Will you? Be afraid. Will you stand back? Will you be defeated? God says, will we stand in times like this? Unexpected times. He says, will we stand? Wow. I, I, I heard God say that plain. Wow. Will we be that vessel? Mm. Each and every one of us have us has a commission. We are commissioned to do the work of God and be in position. Um, you know, as, as we know, you know, we've already heard, you know, God is speeding things up because we're preparing. We're preparing for the second coming of Christ. And so life as we know it um, has shifted. Um, But we have we have power. We have authority uh, in the earth that, you know, we we have we have a a sense of, of peace and safety. But that peace and safety will come at a cost. You have to fight for that peace and safety. You have to fight for those things. We can't just assume that, hey, you know, we can sit back and, you know, just receive it. And, you know, God's going to do it for us. No, it says that we're going to be persecuted for the name, for the God's name. And which means we have to stand and for something. Um, he's going to be there for us. He's going to pull us through, you know, so we don't have to be in despair. He'll pull us through everything. But we can't expect that. You know, we can just kind of kick back and put it on cruise control uh, because things in the earth has shifted and it is shifting. And so, um, you know, I, this is this is a word just today of just encouragement and um, not of warning, not of fear, but of encouragement, because we've read through Hebrews 11 and we've had examples of mm-hmm. those who went through and by faith. Meaning that they stayed in the faith. They stayed, they continued to do the things that are required of us to do. They didn't drop out. They didn't quit on the faith and just go back to the world the way things were. They didn't shy away in the face of of a challenge. But through faith, they pressed on anyhow and fought through. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise and honor. We thank you, Lord God, for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for the for the encouragement, God, that you 
are placing in each one of our hearts. And God, you've caused each and every one of us to check to see, you know, to check ourselves and then and, and to reaffirm our faith, God, in you and to understand that you are there for us, that you, God, will pull us through, God, that you are expecting, God, us to to walk uh, by faith. God, and when you are expecting us, God, to 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 live by faith so that yes, we can God. please please you, God, you're expecting us, God, to, in the times, God, of of turmoil and perilous times and situations that we may be in got to exercise God the authority that we have God in you and in prayer and and, and and not only got through petition but got through warfare declaring yes, and decreeing because of the position that we're in God uh, 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 with you and our relationship with you God that we can take that authority and take uh, uh, um, take control of that area Father God where we are and make a change, God, in Jesus' name. And so we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord God, for this brother in Pakistan and God and sharing, God, what, you know, he is going through in his country, God. And so we take authority yes, right now Jesus. of the demonic presence of the yes, principality, God. God. That is a yes, principality God. that would rule right there in the midst that would keep them, keep the Christian believers under a strong, under stronghold and under bondage. And we break it loose Jesus. by the power and authority of Jesus Christ. We cut down every, um, Jesus. device and mandate of the enemy yes, that would keep uh, your people, God. Yes, God. From being, uh, um, from, from being, from being able to move, Father God, in Jesus' name, yes, God. Yes. We take authority, God, of those spirits, God, that would want to kidnap and murder and yes, kill yes. and maim and put into, uh, prostitution, God. We cut it asunder Jesus. right now in Jesus' name. God, these are your people, Father God. Yes. These are, are Christian believers, God. And they, uh, we pray, God, on their behalf right now, God, that their faith, God, in you, God, will be strengthened, yes, Father God, that their faith of God in you, God, will uh, will, will be uh, 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 empowered, Father God, in yes, Jesus' God. name, Father God. We pray, Lord God, that they will not wane, Father God, that they will continue, God, to to walk in spite of, Father God, um, of what's in front of them, God, and, and that they would stay in the faith, Father yes. God, in you, Father God. And we believe and trust, Lord God, that you will pull them through, yes. Lord God, in Thank Jesus' name name we thank you lord god um uh, for your word father god we pray and we lift up our brother right now father god that he would not be discouraged god but god that he would be empowered god in jesus name so god i don't know whether or not if he's if he's listening god today father god but he will hear father god uh, the recording so we stand with him go god in jesus name father god as 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 just a one that uh one of assurance and one of just an agreement god in jesus name so we thank you we praise you we uh, uh, uh thank you, Lord God, for today. And God, as we leave this call, we ask God that you would bless all those that are listening. Yes, Lord. God, in Jesus name uh, and bless God um, wherever they stand in need of. Yes, sir. Bless their families, Father yes, God. Sir. And then we come, God, with an expectation, Lord God, that you know we're going to continue on what you've called us to do. Yes, sir. In this season, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Delivered Life Ministries, The Call. 
We want to thank you for spending your time with us, and we look forward to you joining us again. Our prayer is that you've chosen to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and that you were uplifted, encouraged, empowered, and set free by the power of God. You can find us on the internet at DeliveredLifeMinistries.com. We are also on Facebook at DLMINCMD and on Twitter at Delivered underscore life.